The New Zealand Today podcast was made with the support of New Zealand On Air, one of the best on-air companies in all of New Zealand. Thank you for keeping me on air. G'day, this is Guy Williams here with a special pre-introduction to the New Zealand Today podcast. Bit of a weird one this week. Basically, I decided that the topic was a slightly sensitive one, so I, I got my mate Matt on board and we recorded like an introduction and a trigger warning. And turns out not only did the trigger warning introduction go for close to an hour in duration... <laughs> But also, the stuff we said in the trigger warning introduction was actually more gnarly than what came up in the actual thing we were doing the trigger warning for. So, trigger warning, this podcast has explicit sexual themes and um, some references to sexual assault. If you're listening to The Car With Kids or something, don't put this podcast on is my main, my main point. My second main point is this week's um, topic... Uh, or interview subject story that I'm uh, person I'm trying to interview is um, Lucy Roach, who is a legendary New Zealand comedian because she not only is the winner of, of the Raw Comedy Quest and a great stand-up, but she also um, her day job is uh, as a sex worker. So I'm like, wow, there's an interview uh, that's someone I want to talk to. I know her a little bit through the comedy scene, so um, you know it's obtainable and stuff like that, and um, it's a great idea for an interview. However, I talk to fucking Matt, and we go right off the deep end, talking about fleshlights and what other bullshit I can't even, I don't even want to say it here. So the trigger warning, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break the podcast up into two parts. The trigger warning is mainly for the, the trigger warning that me and Matt do. The actual bit with Lucy is actually pretty tame in comparison. Um, we're both quite mature about it, and we have an adult discussion. Me and Matt do not have an adult discussion. So this is part one. This is me and Matt's intro slash trigger warning. Um, if you want to get to the actual like interesting part, which is Lucy Roach, then please skip to part two or episode two, which will be the actual interview with Lucy Roach. But right now, here is me and Matt trying to do an intro and a trigger warning for a podcast and just lacking any sort of, I don't know, competency, professionalism, or ability to speak. So um, enjoy. Welcome back to the New Zealand Today podcast. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by my director, friend, editor, Matt the Cookie Man Cook. Matt, how are you going? Good, thanks. Nice to be here what, again. What are you laughing at? Just the, um, the introduction. I was just wondering how many things you could remember that I do. But you do. Well, so like you also um, occasionally run the Instagram. You're asking yep. people to suggest ideas mm -hmm. via the New Zealand Today Instagram. Um, like how many other like do we people need a lot of credits? Do you no, want I don't. That's, yeah, I was kind of yeah. You just need to say my name. Cool. That's oh, so I'm just here with Matt. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, the fans know surely. <laughs> what, what episode is this? <laughs> the fans know. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> like the fans don't know. Yeah, I'm Matt, the director, the editor, the friend. We go. This is Matt, and be like, oh, it's Matt. I'm glad Matt's here. <laughs> like, you, it takes a while to build a brand. Okay. 
you, like the fans don't know yet. You need, I don't think you're on like a, 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 a that direct yet, but we'll get there. Now, uh, on this podcast, I'm like working on New Zealand Today stories for season four, and I'm running them pa- past Matt to, um, you know, to try and dazzle him with like great television content. And along the way, we're recording it for like podcast content. That's the basic concept, right? Yeah. And I wanted to pitch to you today a story that I've been trying to pitch. You might have even heard this before. I've been trying to pitch this for like maybe two or three years. And it's one of the most like unbelievable comic experiences of my life. I should put a trigger warning in here. This uh, story involves um, uh, stand-up comedy, which is pretty, um, pretty full noise. I would call it like uh, raw or blue, as the comedians would describe it. But people go, oh, yeah, I've heard some, I can handle a few um, fuck words and some, uh, a few sex tales. You know, like this is like, this is graphic sexual descriptions, which could be like intense for some people. Mm. Yeah. Wait, what, what, what was that mm, from you? Just, I don't know, kind of excited, but didn't want you to know that I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is like, when you give a trigger warning, it can be like obviously. It's definitely bait, by. yeah. But I, but Put I'm that like, at the top of the show. But yeah, this, this, this is the top of the show. We're doing the top of the show right okay. now. Okay, so I want to talk about uh, Lucy Roach, who is a comedian who first came across my radar when she came to the New Zealand Comedy Festival as the winner of the Raw. That's like the big. If you want to start comedy, people always go, How do I get into comedy? You enter Raw. It's mainly in Wellington and Auckland. They have a lot of heats and you compete to. Um, to enter the national competition, but it, it, Palmy, Christchurch, all other towns around New Zealand try and have like a little competition with the winner getting to fly to Auckland to enter the competition. Lucy's from Wellington. She won Raw with one of the most. There's only been a few times that comedians have really shocked me. Um, this is putting this is putting really high praise on, and maybe sounds like hyperbole, but one was Hannah Gadsby's Nanette, which is a very common, uh, very controversial comedy um, set. I thought it was amazing when I saw the show live. Mm. I actually saw it before it was on Netflix. I saw it um, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, it was like the most hyped show that year. But it was a show about sexual assault. And it was like, it was not always comedy. Sometimes it was like more of like a kind of like monologue or like one woman play. And it was like incredibly, as someone who didn't know much about sexual assault, and then it was very harrowing. Men don't know, I think. That's why men don't take it seriously. Yeah. Because men don't realise how, and for a long time we're like, why aren't there more women in comedy? And men would have go, I don't know, oh, it's a, you know, it's like a masculine world, or it's like late nights away from the family. That all these bullshit excuses. But the answer, looking back on it now, is definitely sexual harassment, and sexual assault. Mm. Men, we just didn't know. I didn't know. Mm. I wanted to answer that question for a long time, and you know, like would say things, would quote like Christopher Hitchens, "Women aren't funny." It was all bullshit. It was like the truth is, is that it's like it was an unsafe workplace for so many people, and men still don't try and have, take sexual assault seriously because no one's tried to have sex with us before. Especially like male comedians. No one's trying to have sex with Louis C.K. Mm. You know, like he's the ugliest dude I've ever seen in my life. My point is, is that like in comedy specifically, we don't take sexual assault seriously and that's a, that's a passion of mine. Anyway, move from that. Hannah Gadsby's in there shook me because I, I it exposed me to things I hadn't been exposed to before and that was interesting. The other set that shook me in a different way, but in, also in like a weird way, was uh, seeing Lucy Roach do five minutes of Raw. And you got to remember, this is a pretty big set. This is like where all like the um, Billy T nominees are performing. So like, you know, good comedians who are just like in their third year or whatever. And the Fred Award, which is the best comedians in New Zealand performing like their, their kind of best five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's a big night. And the, the person who stole the show for me was Lucy Roach. And the reason she stole the show is because she had... Uh, a very interesting day job, and that is she was a um, a sex worker, which in is amazing, the, in right? In the day. Yeah, yeah, that got me as well, because I thought that, like, you know, like, when, when you're a bad comedian like me, people go, don't quit your day job, mate. 
And I'm like, uh, well, I don't have a day job, so I'm fucked. But in her case, I go, don't quit your day job, mate. And she's like, she doesn't have a day job. She's got a night job. And then she's got another night job. But one of the things I learned straight away from talking about it is that um, uh, sex work is actually mainly a day job. You can do it in the night as well. Wow. Yeah. It makes sense. It, oh, no, you can work your own hours. Like, it's, you're an independent yeah, okay. contractor a lot of the time. Sex work is still taboo. I don't know, a bit taboo, right? Yeah. So talking about it yeah. openly and... So I've, I've pitched a few New Zealand Today kind of sex stories or sex-based stories, and we got we ran into a, a wall on season two. Which one? Dildo. Throttled by um, Stolen Dildo and Humpy. You got what? Throttled. Oh. Yeah, okay. Phrasing, all right? But like, okay, what happened was um, we did a story about thro- Stolen Dildos, and we did a story about um, the Mermaid's mm. uh, stripper tank. And those stories got a lot of complaints, and as a result for season three, we're told we had to, t- t- the yeah. to tone down the sexual content. Did you do any sex stuff in season three? I don't think so. I think we avoided it for that reason. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely like, you know, some raunchy jokes, but the the note after season two was we were coming too raunchy. Yeah. Yeah. And too it was sexy. It was yeah. <laughs> it was fucked up as well though. The dildo story got heaps of complaints. And yeah. I thought that was kind of hypocritical because, you know, like most comedy, there's a lot of masturbation humor. You go to any comedy club, a lot of male comedians. Yeah, you know, it's a male-dominated Wanky, industry. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a common thing, yeah. And you watch Seven Days or any comedy show, a lot of masturbation like humour in there. But female masturbation humour is still somehow a little bit taboo. Yeah. It was quite... In the, at the end of the day, that story was quite positive as well. Yes. The, Sex um, or Yes. Yeah. You know, it was about kind of being open with... Yeah. Or if men can be open Dildos, about it or yeah. talk about it or like whacking off or whatever, then why can't women as well? Yeah. You know, it's, the same. It's, like, it's like a form of empowerment, I guess. And it like, yeah. Lucy Roach. She's a sex worker comedian. That's such an amazing story. And the reason I found her so fascinating is that she like, I felt like she was showing me a part of society that we're not supposed to talk about. Mm. And I don't mean like, oh, we don't talk about sex lives enough. No, I mean like her material was about men being gross you know, like we're not used to talking about like that, like because it is like so many females have these experiences with men, or like you know that, that, that maybe nothing even wrong with it, but it's just gross. Yeah, you know, like they want to try something they've seen in a pornography film or something like that, and that's a like a secret, which is for better or for worse, I think should be like exposed a bit more, especially if like women are feeling uncomfortable or pressured into things. Lucy got up on stage. She's like, "I'm a sex worker, and here's some gross thing about men." And that was just like mind blowing to me. You know? Can you imagine being a client of hers during the day, and then going to comedy that <laughs> night <laughs> with your wife? And be like, oh yeah. Oh, well, I don't. She wasn't. She's not specifying names. She's just doing jokes like general. Okay. You know. Yeah. She was just just doing general sick stuff. But for me, maybe I'm a prude. But um, I was I was like I just found myself like in a roller coaster. I was gripping the seat rest. Um, when normally I wouldn't grip it at all. Mm-hmm. I was sweating after it finished. <laughs> Maybe I've overhyped it now, but um, she does have a set on YouTube. So Can I've, we listen? Yeah. Will this be part of the podcast? Or Yeah, it's called um, Lucy Roach uh, Mic Drop. <laughs> what? YouTube.com slash watch. <laughs> like, <what are laughs> Question mark. V equals F U. Now, Lucy Ro- Roach. Her name is uh, Lucy, L U C Y. Roach, R O C H E. Fuck, fuck up. Okay. Open bracket, mic drop, <laughs> season one, episode, episode seven. seven. They filmed Close it. Bracket. They filmed it. My point is, I'm just going to play a little bit of the set now. Hopefully, you can hear us um, 
giggling along because I also think she's a good comedian as well. Like not just like a comedian who like just like shifted my views a little bit. Um, so I think you can enjoy a little bit of this. This is Lucy from a couple of years ago now um, doing stand-up. But like, yeah. Well, like, what are your what are your thoughts watching that? I enjoyed it. To be honest, look at me asking questions. Like, I yeah, I'm so good at. Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah. No, like, it was it was refreshing. Yeah. Like those jokes have weight because you're like you're like there's, there's a joke there, but also there's like she's like you know she's like <laughs> talking about like difficult things. Like for example, having sex with men old enough to be your dad and stuff like that. You know, that's yeah. The the fact because you, you know usually people joke about things that never happen to them. Yeah. And it's kind of an agreement you have with the audience. You both know this didn't happen, but you believe it for a while. Yeah. Whereas this, because she's like, hey, I'm a sex worker. Yeah. Cool, okay. Yeah. All the jokes that carry on, I'm like, okay. Yeah. That stuff probably happened. That is real. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But to be fair, I, I don't know, maybe the life of a sex worker is more monotonous than we think and that she, you know flares it up or what is it she punches it up for comedy like, well, obviously she does but like maybe she adds more I don't know I'm just this is a world that I'm fascinated by have so many questions about I've pitched another New Zealand Today story about um, adult forum which is have you heard me talk about that before 
There's a um, there's a New Zealand website where you just go on and review sex workers. And I was like, this is New Zealand today, gold right here. But it was actually surprisingly wholesome. Like, I often found it like, well, I mean, as wholesome as a site where people are reviewing sex workers is, but mm. like, it wasn't as disgusting or as depraved. Weirdly, the forum doesn't just have sex work chat, it also has chat like, they have like fitness and health and mm. wellness like sections and stuff. And people just I talk find about that the way. Like, whenever you find a forum for a specific niche, it's only the the nerds that are there. Yeah. And the you know, the nerds that have standards. Yeah. And you, that's what you kinda want. And yeah. yeah, if you're super into sex workers then Yeah. It's cool that they can find a place. Like if 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 you had like New Zealand motocross forum, you'd think it'd be a, be a bunch of yobos, but it's not. It's like the people who are like bike experts. Yeah. Big old nerds. <laughs> can I say I'm fully supportive of sex workers. I love that it's legal in New Zealand. I love that we are doing a little bit to support them. You know, like they pay tax, there's organizations and stuff like that. It makes it so much safer, but most important for everyone involved, but most importantly, like it's such a valuable service. Like think about um, people with um, severe disabilities who would who are sexual beings. It just sounds funny just saying this, but like I'm trying to say this in like the proper way and that makes me laugh. But like just trying to be mature for a second. Uh, <laughs> I mean, is that like like most people are sexual beings? A lot of people need sex and a sexual release, mm. and it's like you can't get your mum to just do it, you know. So you hire a sex worker to come and help out, and that's so wonderful. Also, just people who are just like I don't know, like struggling to have actual relationships or something like that. And you can book someone, and you can text and go like, "No communication, I can't." You know, like mm. there's a lot of lovely things. There's a lot of probably a lot of horrible stories as well and stuff like that. And I would not want to work in a you know, like a brothel um, like down the road from my house, like late at night on a Saturday night with drunk people coming in or something like that. I can imagine it'd be awful. But there's a lot of good things about sex works. Also people who have fetishes. Um, but the, the, the dark side of it, and this is where it gets interesting to me as well, is like, it's very common. It's everywhere in New Zealand and in countries where it's illegal as well. It'd be very everywhere as well. In America, it'd be everywhere. It's just, just not, you. it's very dangerous because it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Freaking the owner of the Patriots. You know how people always talk about like, Jeffrey Epstein and like there's obviously stories about human trafficking and like high class sex workers and also people who are being human trafficked and people who are being abused. For every story of those, the owner of the Patriots, who's a billionaire American, mm-hmm. Kraft, you know, Kraft mayonnaise, should not have said that then, he got caught in a like a like a massage parlor in Florida. Just illegal massage like just like Like what do you mean caught? Like the police came in and he was in there. Just accidentally he was in there. This ain't the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, this isn't the animal. And if I why am I naked? Yeah, but it was like like how does a billionaire hey, how's that story? Because I'd immediately go, I'll give you a million dollars if you don't talk about this to anyone, you know? Yeah. yeah. You would take it. But the point is that prevalent that a billionaire who could buy like, you know, like an expensive sex worker, because you'd assume there's like sex workers and then there's like ex- expensive ones. I'm just imagining there being like semen everywhere and the cop's like, well, what's that then? He's like, well, it's just my mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) And then the cops go, prove it. Oh, fuck. If it's just mayonnaise, why don't you take a drink of that? (laughs) Well, I will. Oh, I don't know why I talk about crap, but like in New Zealand, can I say, I'm sorry I made that mayonnaise reference, but uh, in New Zealand, the main, the only craft product we really get is mayonnaise or macaroni and cheese and they're both disgusting when you think about that compared to sex anyway oh fuck that's very funny uh, but gross we need a trigger warning on this or some sort of war- not even a trigger warning it's, it's like a warning it's like no one's gonna be traumatized by this by as much as just gross trigger warning gross i would like to go to uh go to wellington 
to see Lucy and uh, interview her about her story working as a sex worker and as a comedian because I think that's fascinating. Mm. And I was like, there's, there's New Zealand Today season four gold right there. What well, do you think being comedian is cathartic? Like, yeah. Because you see a lot of these people that have, have um, interesting or hard pasts. Yeah. Are comedians. And do you think that's because they've, they've managed to come up with a way of dealing with that is through comedy? And is it therapeutic in some way? Bro, like... I have this weird... What? Bro. Bro. Let me say real <laughs> oh, talk. Real talk. Bro's a weird way to start sense. No. Um, but there's got to be a New Zealand today in a sex worker comedian. Um, as she's joked about, like, advertising your services both ways, like, on stage, like, promoting. Like, does your... Like, ima- imagine this. Imagine if Jerry Seinfeld was also a sex worker. <laughs> he get paid a lot, right? Yeah. Super fast. Do you think? I think... That could that would be a market. One day it'll happen. It'll probably happen for a YouTuber or something like that. And you mm. look at like there's a few weirdos out there who will know like I can make millions of dollars. Obviously, it's happening for like beautiful people, but like people would pay a lot of money to see like um, I don't know if you could hire a celebrity, if you could hire Andre Agassi. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I don't want to say a woman here because I don't want to seem sexist. So I got to say a man. And I was like, name a famous man <laughs> who's washed up now. So I think of an athlete, and then oh, I was yeah. like. And I was like, pick a pick a white one. I know Andre Agassi's like Persian or whatever, but like he's kind Is of he? white passing. Yeah, hmm. well, his name's Andre Agassi. Yeah, <laughs> that's not like a traditionally white person. He's yeah, like it's part funny though, Iranian, eh? like, yeah. when you hear a name enough, yeah, you forget where it's come from. It'd be Agassi or yeah. something like that. But yeah, Andre Agassi, <laughs> '90s tennis legend. People would pay to have sex with him, I reckon, or at least now. Yeah, or at least maybe for him to. What yeah. about this service? What about this? Like Andre Agassi sex. You know, $50,000. Andre Agassi, watch you and your partner have sex. $25,000. Like, I'll take that deal. Teach you how to serve. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably still got it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yes, Full he Full package. He hates tennis, though. Why? Because his dad was like abusive, and that's what made him good at uh. tennis. Well, that's what he claimed in his book, anyway. I've read the first oh, couple yeah. of chapters. So I got a vague, vague idea of it. It's apparently a very good book. You're talking as if this is going out live. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of this is making it. It is. This is making it. I'm not editing this. <laughs> Um, thank you to everyone for listening this far. Um, this is the New Zealand Today podcast. Well, no, this if isn't the end, is it? I'm going to go talk to Lucy. You go and you come back. Yeah, <laughs> you just sit there and wait. And you sit and wait. And, um, and uh, I'm off to Wellington um, to do other stuff. But I'm also going to hopefully talk to uh, Lucy and uh, learn more about being a sex worker comedian. Mm. Look forward to it. So I thought some of that was mildly interesting. Matt was funny. I enjoyed talking to him. Um, but that was long, so we're, we're going to take a break now, and we'll start part two of the podcast, which will be just be finally Lucy, I promise. Sorry for screwing you around. Thanks for listening. I love you. Tell your friends. Kia kaha. Cheers for tuning in. If you enjoyed this production, please tell your mates and spread the good word. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the New Zealand Today podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all at the same time, really get our numbers up. The New Zealand Today podcast is a production of Freddy Boy Podcasts. That's a podcast brand we made up for season one, and now we're on season two, and it's still literally the only podcast on the label. It was edited by Zane Dionysus Carney. That's such a good name. It features Matt, the cookie man cook, and it was made with the help of the icons at New Zealand On Air. It's like an episode of Seven Days, but it's audio and a lot different.